You're listening to Inspirational Perspective with Linnell Harris. Inspirational Perspective is all about murdering mediocrity and living the best life possible. Are you living the best life possible? You can subscribe to the Inspirational Perspective blog at www.inspirationalperspective.com. Follow Linnell on social media. Go to Facebook and like the Facebook page, Inspirational Perspective. You can also follow Linnell on Twitter and Instagram at the handle Linnell Harris. In this recording, Linnell completes his series, What's Your Relationship with Possibility? In this final part, Linnell asks his radio audience, have you ever noticed that you avoided opportunity? And are you feeding your potential? Let's join the conversation. Tonight's topic is, what is your relationship with possibility? Part three. And the questions I'm asking again, do you avoid opportunity? Straight up question, right? And very direct. Do you avoid opportunity? You know, I probably should soften it a bit. I know I got a call last weekend that said, hey, you know, seems like the language is a bit negative. All purposeful. And I, I did have a chance to listen to the show. And I stayed in the lane I wanted to stay in. Uh, so I'll continue in that lane this evening. But I guess another way of asking the question is, have you ever noticed that you avoid opportunity? Because to ask the question directly, I think most of us would probably say, nah, that's not me. But awareness is key. And so are you even aware that you avoid opportunity? And are you feeding your potential? To get into tonight's topic, I want to finish sharing the seventh way we avoid new opportunities. So over the last two weeks, I got through six, and I think I broke it down almost three and three. So three the week before, three last week, there's one left. And so for those of you who may have missed those shows, let me first run through the first six, and then I'm going to spend a lot of time on seven purposely because I think seven is probably the one that we all can connect with. And if you can't connect with this one, then you're kidding yourself. So the very first reason that I shared that we avoid opportunity was current circumstance. You know, we get caught up in our current circumstance, our current situation, whether we have enough time, something happened, something didn't happen, you know, whether someone did something to us or didn't do something they said they would do current situation Our current circumstance often has a lot to do with why we avoid opportunity. Oh, I can't go to that. I can't do that. I have kids. I'm a single mom. The wife is out of town. A number of different excuses we use to basically avoid new opportunity. And again, remember, sometimes we don't even notice that it's a new opportunity or we don't know that it's a new opportunity because we don't even take the time to look All right. The second was our present comfort. So I'm comfortable right now. I'm at home. I don't want to leave home (laughs) is one way to say that, you know, but opportunity is often in opposition to comfort. So we talked a lot about how our present comfort can get in the way of opportunity. Right. One of the reasons someone may say they don't want to be an attorney or a doctor is because of present comfort comfort. That means I have to go to school for an additional three to four years. That's not comfortable. And so they may 
make a different decision because it just doesn't seem to make sense to be uncomfortable, even understanding that if you make the investment, it can increase your level of comfort in the future. We are very present focused beings often, and that's what gets us in a lot of trouble. We thought about the future just a little bit more, the big picture future, then we probably would handle some of the things that we handle a lot differently. Are you making decisions based on your big picture? That's a whole nother show. But that was number two. Number three was avoiding disappointment. So avoiding disappointment. One of the reasons we we avoid new opportunities is because we don't want to be disappointed. And if for some reason I happen to go after opportunity and it doesn't work out, I take a risk and that risk happens to turn against me, then I'll be disappointed. I don't want to be disappointed. So why even try? And we forget that the biggest risk is to not take any risk at all in this life. So. Number three was avoiding disappointment. Number four of the seven ways that we avoid new opportunity was self-protection. Self-protection. So one of the reasons we avoid new possibilities, new opportunities, is because we don't want to get hurt. And there's something about opportunity that is unpredictable or new opportunity, opportunity that is unpredictable. We don't want to see it backfire. And so to avoid being hurt, often we completely avoid the opportunity in the first place. So that leads us to number five. It's funny. I just had a thought and the thought was I should have had eight reasons we avoid new opportunity. And the eighth would be because it takes work and we just don't feel like doing work. But I guess that falls into present comfort. So let's go to number five. So the fifth reason we avoid new opportunity is because we want to maintain control. We want to maintain control. So if I happen to go to this seminar, they might try to sell me something and they may be a better salesperson than I anticipate. And so I'm going to control the situation by not going in the first place without really thinking about why would I be compelled to buy and what would I be compelled to buy and how might that change my future. So we want to maintain control. And what I talked about here is largely that control is more so an illusion that we have. We have this story that we can control things and it's more of a personal illusion. At the end of the day, there's a lot that we control, but there's also a lot that we do not control. So to think that we want to maintain control by not accepting New opportunity is really just stunting our growth. Being outside of our comfort zone and taking on new opportunity is just another way to grow. And then number six was we dislike vulnerability. Being vulnerable is really tough. Being 100, if you may say, is hard. And so that's one of the reasons that we avoid opportunity. Which brings me to number seven. So the seventh reason that we avoid opportunity is simply fear. 
F-E-A-R. Fear. We're scared. We avoid new opportunities simply because they're scary. So I want to spend a little time here. You know, I've talked about fear on the show before. Um, I've talked about overcoming fear. We've talked about, you know, what would life be like with no fear? What if fear didn't exist? We've, we've talked about fear in a lot of different ways. I think I even had a show once where we talked about what if Martin Luther King had been afraid? What if he let his fears get the best of him? So we, you know, we've covered fear in a number of different ways. And I'm, I'm going to re-examine a couple of the ways that we looked at fear and maybe spend the rest of the show talking about this. Um, if not, then maybe I'll have some time to get into how we feed our potential. But I want to make sure I take my time on this. So we avoid new opportunities simply because they're scary. And all seven of the reasons that I've shared over the last few weeks about why we avoid new opportunities are scary in some aspect. And so you can basically say that fear is typically the underlying reason for almost any decisions we make to keep our lives at status quo. If you were listening last week, you heard me describe a little bit about the survival mechanism and how every human being has one and how the survival mechanism is designed to keep us at status quo. Well, I think the exact language language I used last week was this, the survival mechanism is designed to limit change, limit the amount of change around you. How can it ensure that nothing bad happens, but at the same time that it's ensuring that nothing bad happens in an effort to limit change is also ensuring that nothing good happens. So I think we've all been in a relationship where, you know, the person just couldn't really let themselves go, right? They, I have to protect myself. I have to keep a certain amount of distance. And part of the reason for that was they were scared of change. They were scared of either one, giving their heart and it being broken, and two, giving their heart and it being protected and taken care of. Either way, it presents some type of change. And as human beings, you know, we, we don't like change. So fear is typically the underlying reason for almost any decision we make to keep our lives at status quo. So how do we conquer fear? How do we conquer this beast that lives inside or with all of us? Well, you guys know I read a lot of books, but I also like movies. And one of the things that I do when I watch movies, and I, I think I may have shared this movie before in regards to fear, but one of the things I do when I when I watch a movie is I always look for lessons and themes. I mean, if I'm going to sit down for an hour and a half, two hours, then what is this? Like, what's the lesson or theme or what can I take from this movie? As if it were a book that, you know, tangibly, it could be a piece of knowledge and a couple of years ago, I watched After Earth. And you might not have heard of it because it did very poor in the box office, starring Will Smith and his son, Jaden Smith. And in this movie, Will Smith summed 
up what fear was in a very perfect way. And I think a year ago, two years ago, I played the clip on the show. I'm not going to do that tonight. So you're just going to have to listen to my voice. But what he said was fear. And this is in the movie. He's talking to his son. His son was going through training and a part of the training was to basically eliminate fear from not just a part of the vocabulary, but a part of the emotions overall. And his son is faced with this tremendous barrier or obstacle, and it's scary. I don't want to give away the movie, but definitely should watch it. It did pour in the box office. It carries a very powerful message about fear, though. And so what Will Smith said is fear is not real. The only place that fear can exist is in our thoughts of the future. It is the product of our imagination causing us to fear things that do not at present and may not ever exist. That is near insanity. And then he goes on to say, do not misunderstand me. Danger is very real, but fear is a choice. But fear is a choice. So I'm going to read that one more time to make sure that you guys completely heard it. And I would definitely encourage you to go out on YouTube after the show and just look up Will Smith after Earth Fear. More than likely, this clip will pop up. I think it's gotten fairly popular. But the quote, again, goes like this. Fear is not real. The only place that fear can exist is in our thoughts of the future. Fear is a product of our imagination, causing us to fear things that do not at present and may not ever exist. That is near insanity. Do not misunderstand me. Danger is very real, but fear is a choice. Okay. So what is the character in this movie saying and why does it apply to us here in real life? If we were to dissect that, Basically, what it's saying is fear is nothing more than a product of our imaginations, right? So the same way that dream you have is a product of your imagination. It's not real. It hasn't come to fruition yet. You can't touch it. It's not tangible. The fear you have about what might happen if you go after that dream is the same way. It's not tangible. You can't touch it. It is nothing more than a thought, nothing more than a sensation that has an emotional, that creates some type of emotional transaction in you that causes you to stop. And so how one conquers fear is by taking action. If fear in itself causes you to stop, then how you conquer it is by taking action. That is how you conquer fear. There is simply no other way. You have to face up with it. 
and move forward. And if you keep in mind that it is the product of your imagination, that this thing is mental, then it gives you the courage needed to move even when you feel like stopping or even when you are stopped. So there are two different types of fear if we're going to take this very deep, okay? The first fear is distinguished fear. This is the fear you know. I am afraid. I think last week I talked about walking down a dark alley. I'm afraid to walk down the dark alley. You're very clear on this fear. You know that this fear exists and you're, for the most part, aware of the feeling. Then you also have, that's what we call distinguished fear. Okay, that's distinguished fear. And then what we also have is undistinguished fear. And this is what I would say is the most dangerous of the two. If there was one that gets in the way and causes the most problems, I would say it's undistinguished fear. Distinguished fear is one thing. You know that you're afraid. You know that that dark alley scares you. You know that speaking in public scares you. You know that the presentation you have to give next week scares you. Like you're very clear on that. That's a distinguished fear. And you're also clear that if you ever want to walk down that alley, if you ever want to speak in public, if you are going to do a good job on that presentation, that you have to conquer it. So there's a very clear distinction here. You're you're aware of that fear. On the other hand, we have this fear that is undistinguished. And undistinguished fear is much more dangerous because it operates in the background and you don't necessarily really know that it's there. And one of the things I've realized from working with different clients over the years is that undistinguished fear is something that we men are more apt to be victims of. And part of the reason for that is because Society says that if you're a part of being a man means that you're not afraid of anything. I'm a man. I'm not afraid. I'm not scared of that. And it's one thing to say it. It's one thing to think it. It's another thing if it's actually real, if that is actually true. And the thing is that we men can tell ourselves the story that we're not afraid, that there's no fear. So often that we actually lose sight that it's there. It's undistinguished. And so you don't necessarily go after that dream. And you may say, oh, I don't have time. But really what's playing is you're afraid of what people will think if you shine. Or you may not go after that goal. And you say you're not going after the goal because, well, I have too many places to focus right now. But Really, what's happening is there's an undistinguished fear that's saying, I'm afraid of what people may say if I chase greatness. You may not go after what you're aspiring to because you say, well, that's just not what I should be focused on right now. Or 
I don't have time or I'm going to wait. And really, that's not the reason. The real reason, if we really distinguish the fear, is because you're afraid to fail. Now, I said men are more likely to deal with this. That doesn't mean that women don't. So keep that in mind. That is very likely that you may be working with an undistinguished fear as well. So. How do you distinguish it? Well, you got to get real clear. Are you afraid of what people will think if you shine? Are you afraid of what people may say if you chase greatness? Are you afraid to fail? Because these are common fears. You might say, really, Uh, am I afraid of what people may think if I shine? Oh, yeah. Often we fear the consequence of success. Why would we fear the consequence of success? Because success means that things have to change. That means that things have changed. Yeah, success may mean your bank account changes. That means that your relationship with your family might change. All of a sudden, you got all this money. All of a sudden, you realize that people have a lot of wants. (laughs) And so unconsciously, you may not want to deal with that. And so as a result, you don't even go after the goal, the dream. Undistinguished fear. So the fear that I'm afraid to shine or I'm afraid to chase greatness or afraid to fail, these fears we can identify. These fears we know. And believe it or not, it's not the fears we know that can hurt us the most. It's the fears that we haven't distinguished quite yet. And so consider that any time, any time you are stopped from being your greatness, it is because you are afraid. Because and I've said this often, all of us have a seed of greatness inside of us. And so any time that you find yourself going the opposite direction that that seed of greatness would have you go or you find yourself stopped or stuck. Then consider that you are simply afraid. Nothing wrong with that. One thing we can't do is we can't get rid of it. We cannot extinguish all fear in our lives forever. It just doesn't work that way. How do you conquer it? You take action. If you feel stuck, take action towards that goal in the face of fear. That's how you conquer it. The next step is to get clear. So we're talking about undistinguished fear here. Okay. So if you find yourself stuck on a goal, And you don't know why. And the excuse is something that has nothing to do with fear. It's something with time, something with family, something with any of those things. Consider that your fear is undistinguished. And the next step for you to take is to get clear on what that fear is. You know, because if you have a goal, you have a dream. And this thing is in your head. Now, remember, it has a life cycle. I can remember having ideas and dreams maybe, you know, 10 years ago. And it's a life cycle. I just don't have the passion around that thing anymore. 
at one point I did. It was a very strong idea. I didn't move because I was afraid. Now, what I told myself is I didn't know how. But one of the other things that you really should consider about fear is that fear is always present when there is ignorance. Considering that ignorance is not a bad word, simply what it's saying is you don't know something. So if you have an idea and you're stuck and you find yourself afraid, part of the reason you may be afraid is because you lack the knowledge to move forward. You might say, well, Linnell, then how do I take action then? You take action by learning. We're in the 21st century now. We live in the information age. And so if knowledge is the only gap, the only thing that is creating fear in your life that has you stuck, then take advantage of the information age and you get on the Internet and you get on that search engine and you start learning whatever it is that you need to learn to ensure that the presence of ignorance isn't creating more fear in your life, period. I said it before, but consider that anytime you are stopped from being your greatness, it is because you are afraid. And the next step is to get clear on what the fear is. Otherwise, you may stay frozen in mediocrity. Here's the thing, you know, every weekend I get on the air, I talk about murdering mediocrity and you can consider mediocrity to be a really bad word. But it can't be all that bad because that is where the majority of us live. The majority of us live frozen in mediocrity. I mean, that is why I do what I do. This is why I have the show, not just for you, but also for me. It keeps me in the conversation. It keeps me constantly looking at where I may be stuck, where I may be frozen, where I may be producing mediocrity in my life just by default. Just by default. Because as a human being, the fact that we have a survival mechanism makes us mediocrity producers right off top. It takes effort to produce excellence. It takes effort to produce and create our dreams. It takes effort to close out on our goals. It takes effort to go after what we aspire for. It takes effort. That effort is action, and action is how you conquer fear. Fear and mediocrity, they live in the same vein. I can... Well, not I can. I will. I will share just a little bit more on fear. You know, in the past, I've suggested that fear may be running the show for some of us. And again, remember, I'm talking about the seven reasons we avoid new possibilities and new opportunities. The seventh is fear. And I've suggested that it may be running the, the show for some of us. And I do think often we don't even know fear is running the show because it's undistinguished. It's interesting. The more I've pushed myself, the more I've realized that I've had undistinguished fears. And I've shared this with you all in the past. But four years ago, 
when I started my blog, I came face to face with fear. And that fear produced physical sensations, sweating, anxiety, sweaty palms. I mean, just when I was producing my very first blog, when I got the website off the ground, just scared. And pushing past that, taking the action to publish the very first was in the face of not knowing how, not knowing how to write a blog, not knowing how to create a website, not knowing who would read it, not knowing who would visit the website, not knowing if anyone would respond, not knowing who listened to the radio broadcast on the first radio broadcast. Again, the first radio broadcast brought me face to face with something I was afraid of. Wow. What was undistinguished, because I had never had the opportunity for radio, right? You think, well, actually, I have been on the radio, but always with always with a host. I was always the guest. <laughs> and so that I wasn't afraid of. But then all of a sudden, when the opportunity came to be the host, fear. What do you do? Well, took action, got over that fear. I think I've shared the story of how I wanted to stop the show before it ever started, though, <laughs> because I was that afraid. Why was I afraid? What will people think? How will the show go? Who's going to listen? A lot of unanswered questions. What would people think? What do people think? And here's the big deal. I'll tell you. Most of our fears are based in something about other people. And the sooner you can forget people, the sooner you can overcome your fear. Period. And typically those people are family, friends, and co-workers. That's <laughs> what are they going to think is a huge part of our distinguished and undistinguished fears. So all of a sudden, you have this wonderful idea in your head. It seems so righteous. It seems so promising. And it now has become the impetus for a brand new emotion. That wonderful idea that you have in your head that's so righteous and promising has now become the impetus for a new emotion. That emotion, fear, you're afraid. It's crazy. Think about this. Almost as soon as you get the idea, fear shows up. Something to think about. And I, I know this well because every time I've decided on something new, <laughs> then fear standing right there. Oh, all you want to do that? Here's that emotion, anxiety, and fear. So, I mean, we're all scared. We're all flawed. And that's the reason it has that type of impact and effect. This episode of Inspirational Perspective was recorded at the Midway Broadcasting Corporation in Chicago, Illinois on WVON 1690 AM, The Talk of Chicago. Thank you for listening. Go to the Inspirational Perspective Facebook page and like the page. Follow Linnell Harris on social media at the handle Linnell Harris. You can find him on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with that handle. Text INSPIRED to 43783 to receive free inspirational quotes 
and updates.